Coming up in just a minute, one of those favorite family stories. This one's about the time when René and his five-year-old son, Javier, went for a drive on Christmas Eve, and they were unusually late getting back. René's wife, Anna, remembers what they said to her when they finally came through the door. You'll never believe this. We uh, broke down. I said, oh, no, you broke down. He said, no, but Javier has a story for you. Javier has something to tell you. And that's when Javier came in the kitchen and and told me that he'd he'd seen Santa and he'd, you know... Santa Claus saved us. Yeah. (laughs) What it's like to be five and to meet Santa Claus. That's next. I'm Dick Gordon from American Public Media. This is the story. I'm Dick Gordon. This is the story. I've been asking you if your family has a favorite holiday story, sweet or bittersweet. Anna Bishop Hara wrote in to tell me her story about the time her son Javier saw Santa. And I mean saw Santa. It happened ten years ago, and they're both here to tell me what happened. First, though, a bit of background. René Hara came to the U.S. from Chile, and he met his bride-to-be, Anna, at grad school. Christmas, particularly Christmas Eve, was always a big deal in their family. We had our, our set traditions, and we always spent it at home, and... We had a big dinner, and then uh, usually had a program afterwards. Of you know, we'd, the kids would sing, and we'd sing or perform something, and then we'd you know open gifts. And um, for kids, it's always very exciting. Now, the opening of the gifts and the family time—that's Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. That's Christmas Eve. Yeah, Christmas Eve. we have a fireplace, so everything's hung over the fireplace. I, I don't know about you, Anna, but in when I got married, one of the first early fights that my wife and I had was finding a way of integrating the, just the silliest little Christmas traditions, because we did it this way when I was growing up, but she did it yep. that way when she was growing up. <laughs> yeah, Renee informed me that in his family, he'd never heard of things of Christmas Eve. How ridiculous is that? You know, <laughs> They opened all their gifts in the morning on Christmas, and everybody just descended on you know gifts and tore them open, and it was all over in five seconds. And in my family, it was everybody opened their gift one at a time so we could all enjoy the <laughs> everything. So, yeah, but but uh, Christmas for him in Chile was something completely different. And we tried to – I tried to bring some things from Chile into our traditions, like I would make uh, empanadas, um, which his mother had always made. Never once said the food was bad or, you know, it was oh. Wonderful, you know, it's just the way he was. Ten years ago, Anna's husband, René Hara, was working as a professor of literature in Minneapolis. It was Christmas Eve. The entire family was preparing for the celebration that night. But René had to leave the house to go to the university to finish some work. Anna remembers that day clearly. He had to turn in uh, final grades for his classes, and I think he'd left it to the last moment and decided to do it on Christmas Eve day you know, go for a short trip and come back before dinner. That is leaving it to the last minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. And so. the drive from your home to the university, how long was that? Oh, it's about a half hour. Yeah, so I expected him to be back, you know, an hour, hour and 15 minutes, something like that. 
So when did he leave? It was, you know, 12, 1 o'clock, something like that. Do you remember, Javi? What? Mm, I, still light out. Okay, it was still light out. And and taking Javier along was that, uh, you know, take Javier, he's underfoot here. I need him out of the mm-hmm. way. Something like that. <laughs> oh, you know, he was always, oh, when are we going to open presents? When is it going to be dark? When, you know, you just could not wait. And probably, yeah, I said, would you take Javier with? Or, <laughs> And I think, Javier, you like to tag along with him. Yeah, you? I like to go to the car ride. I like to go to the university and see everybody. Mm-hmm. And it was a way to pass the time while you were waiting for the Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, but it was something to do. Yeah. And so what happened, uh, Javier? What do you remember of that drive? Well, I remember falling asleep, Um, but we ran out of gas, right? We ran out of gas or something was wrong with the car. Yeah, the car broke down, and so they had to pull to the side. And uh, Renee told me that he picked him up and carried him because he was asleep. This red pickup truck stopped and offered to take them, get, offered to give them a ride to get help with their with the car that had broke down. And so he had to he he picked up Javier who was sleeping and set him in the car. And then I remember waking up in a old red pickup truck, and I looked at the front seat and there was a Santa Claus, <laughs> and Santa Claus was in the front seat. And if you can imagine sitting from the back cab and looking up in the front seat, you can't really see the front of their face. Oh, so you're sitting in the back seat of a pickup truck, right? Yeah, and I remember yeah. it being a kind of beaten up too. The tr- the so red Santa's and yeah, Santa's so it wasn't truck like a was new. Yeah, I mean it wasn't like a new truck. I mean it was. I mean obviously worn down. Just <laughs> he wasn't a rich Santa. I was going to yeah. say, couldn't he just give himself a new one every Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> That didn't you didn't wonder about that, Javi? <laughs> no, I just remembered it being red pickup truck. Mm. Did he have any presents in the truck? I remember seeing a sack. No a way, up sack. <laughs> yes yeah, way. In the, the seat next to me, and I assumed there were presents. <laughs> Where was your father at this time? He was in the passenger seat. Up in the front seat, right? Yeah. Okay. And he, I, I remember the whole trip being kind of stunned as he talked to Santa Claus. <laughs> Renee told me that when Javier woke up and saw Santa, and Renee said, Look, Javier, Santa's come to help us. And Renee said that Javier's face was aglow <laughs> and his eyes were like saucers. <laughs> it was just, it was the best, you know, the best face that you could imagine on Christmas. <laughs> Do you um, remember what you were thinking, Javier? Uh, I think I was just stunned because I had seen the Santa Claus, you know, Santa Clauses at the mall and. They all look fakey. <laughs> and this one actually looked real. I actually believed it was Santa Claus. Yeah, Renee said that his, his beard was real. Yeah. And do you remember yeah, what your father was talking with Santa about? I don't remember. That's one thing. I just remember I can vaguely see their lips moving. <laughs> yeah. And did you ask a question? I mean, you know, anything? Did Santa turn around and say, have you been good or anything like that? Did they engage you in the conversation? <laughs> I can't remember, and that's what makes it more like a dream. Maybe it was really Santa. (laughs) Yeah. Do you remember getting out of the truck? Do you remember saying goodbye to Santa? Hmm. No, I don't. I remember turning up into a big gas station, round gas station with... It had two floors, and on the top floor was a 
car that was revolving around in a circle. Yeah, it's the gas station on Washington Avenue in Minneapolis. Yeah. And it looked, it looked really amazing because it was at night. And Javier, did your father conspire with you at that point? Did he say, no, we have to tell your mother about this when we get back? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. I really don't. So, so the memory that you have of this is really quite dreamlike. It's just that one moment of waking up in the back seat of a pickup truck and seeing Santa at the wheel. Yes, it is. It's very dreamlike. I'm Dick Gordon. You're listening to the story. Anna Bishop Hara and her son Javier are telling me about the time when the family car broke down and Javier and his dad were picked up by Santa in a red pickup. While they were gone three or four hours, Anna was worried that they'd had an accident until they finally showed up at home and Rene came in with his explanation. You'll never believe this. We uh, broke down. I said, oh, no, you broke down. He said, no, but Javier has a story for you. Javier has something to tell you. And that's when Javier came in the kitchen and and told me that he'd he'd seen Santa and he'd, you know... Santa Claus saved us. Yeah. <laughs> and you're thinking what, Anna? <laughs> well, I... <laughs> I was thinking this is, you know, at first I thought it was a tall tale, and then I thought this is really a nice uh, sort of ending to what could have been a bad, you know, bad experience on, on Christmas Eve. But it's been the best story for us, you know. So so when Javi then wandered off into another part of the house to play with his sister, and, and Renee <laughs> gave you the real lowdown, what yeah. was his explanation of, a, of, of Santa Claus in a red pickup truck? <laughs> No, he just, he said this guy, you know, must have been on his way to the mall or maybe he worked as a Santa Claus, you know, part-time or, or whatever. And he was a really nice guy and he he helped us out when we really needed it. And so this story was told a few times. I don't, I don't doubt that. Yeah, yeah. Every year and we've uh, told friends and relatives and, and they, you know, everybody just loved it. And Javier, do you get called on to uh, contribute your verification of your father's story? Yes, I was yeah, there. Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering, Javi, if there was ever a time afterwards when you thought to yourself, huh, did it really happen or did I dream that? No, I always knew it was real. I always trusted that it was real. And I just remember seeing the image of my dad and Santa talking in the front seat. And you were five. Yes. Did it cement your belief in Santa Claus? A little bit. I think it did. For years, the family has enjoyed hearing Rene retell the story about the time when Santa saved him and little Javier on Christmas Eve. That's the sweet part of the story. Here's the bitter part. A little over a year ago, Rene died unexpectedly. Javier's had a year to get used to life without his dad and Anna without her husband. And one reason that Anna wrote to me was to observe that family stories, like this encounter with Santa Claus, take on a new and greater significance when the principal storyteller's no longer there. I've found uh, sort of a need to to say, you know, in different circumstances, whatever we're doing, you know, remember when, when Papa used to say this, uh, remember when he used to do this, or... Um, you know, I, I remember commenting that, uh, Renee would hate that we had so many foster dogs now. We, uh, regularly sort of take in stray dogs right. and he always hated that. And, 
Um, so we'll say things like, well, Papa really wouldn't like, you know, What's this dog, dog on the bed. <laughs> just show up one day with yeah. a <laughs> That was a, dirty sort dog. of a contentious thing between us. But as far as other, sto- you know, stories, I think we've made it a sort of a point of telling the stories of, of when we were all together so that we'll remember them. And we all share the same story but tell it a little bit differently or say, no, that's not right. It was, you know, this way. And I think that's how you do tell your family stories is together. And when you lose, when someone's gone, when someone dies, uh, you lose their part of the story. So, you you know, you start sort of reconstructing those stories, um, you know, to include what he would have, how he would have seen. But but telling the stories again is, I guess, a Mm -hmm. way of keeping the presence of mm-hmm. Rene in your life, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And yeah. This is one of the few precious memories I have of him. When you were little? Yeah. Yeah, from, from when you were small or... Because or, this is an interesting part. Is the memory really a memory of seeing your dad talking to Santa in that pickup truck or is the memory also hearing your father tell that story every year at Christmas time. I think it's a little bit of both. And I remember thinking as he was talking to Santa how great my dad was because he could talk to Santa <laughs> in a normal conversation. <laughs> Fathers are magical things when you're five years old. There's no question yeah. about it. Christmas won't quite be as grand as it used to be, I don't think, with him gone. But... I suppose we're kind of, with only the three of us, we're kind of trying to fill in the gap a little bit by going to relatives or friends. Harvey O'Hara and his sister and their mother, Anna, plan to keep family traditions going, though, as a way to help make Renee's presence felt. One of those traditions will be Javier's guitar playing. Javier's skill as a musician is something that his dad was very proud of. It was one of the things that that I really enjoyed that he liked. I was really happy once I once since he liked it, and I really liked it too. Did he have some favorite songs? A favorite song? Mm, I think he just sort of liked all of it. Just well, I mean, he didn't like your electric guitar very much. <laughs> yeah. And when you switched to classical guitar, he was really happy about that. Yeah, I always say I like that one whenever I was playing it. <laughs> it's a little bit more familiar, I would guess, for someone who was raised in Chile. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He just he loved that Javier was was really passionate about something, you know, and that it would that you know, you could tell that he really loved play, you know, that Javier really loved playing. For Rene's funeral, Javier got up and played Catedral, um, which you haven't played for a while, um, no, but it, which is a very mournful tune, and um, everybody at the funeral was really moved by it, and. We're really impressed that he could play at a time like that. Yeah. Was that hard, Javier? Uh, It was a little bit hard. I remember sort of going into tears a little bit during the piece, and I kind of just had to hold him back. Thank you. 
This is Javier Hara playing a Bach prelude. Javier and his mom, Anna Bishop Hara, join me from a studio at Minnesota Public Radio in St. Paul. I'm Dick Gordon. You're listening to the. St- I'm Dick Gordon. You're listening to the story. Earlier this week, one of our your stories caught the imagination of more than a few listeners. Anna Bishop Hara came into the studio with her 15-year-old son Javier to tell me the story of the day that Javier and his dad saw and were helped by Santa Claus. Javier recalls he was five years old and driving with his dad Rene when their car broke down. But Javier doesn't really recall all of it. You see, he was asleep when that happened. When he woke up, he was in an old red pickup truck. I remember seeing a sack. No way. A sack. (laughs) Yeah, in the the seat next to me, and I assumed they were presents. And Santa Claus was in the front seat. Where was your father at this time? He was in the passenger seat. And I, I remember the whole trip being kind of stunned as he talked to Santa Claus. So so the memory that you have of this is really quite dreamlike. It's just that one moment of waking up in the back seat of a pickup truck and seeing Santa at the wheel. Yes, it is. It's very dreamlike. David wrote in from Canton, Michigan to corroborate Javier's story. David said, I was driving with my brother in Westland, Michigan in the middle of June 2004 when my brother pointed out a vanity license plate that read St. Nick. It was on a beaten-up, old, red pickup truck. When we pulled up alongside the truck at a traffic light, there was a large man in a white shirt who had a big white beard and small square glasses. Now, I was thinking this could be the same Santa that Javier saw as a boy. We also got a letter from John in Shorewood, Wisconsin, who was touched by the story, particularly because Javier and his mom, Anna, now tell this story without Javier's dad, René, who passed away suddenly last year. John wrote in to say, René and Javier caused me to reflect on my own life, on past Christmases and this Christmas. See, Christmas was always a festive time of year for our household as well. It was my mom's favorite time of year, and her smile would always light up the room, even on the coldest days and nights of a Wisconsin winter. She passed away when I was 11. Once she was diagnosed with cancer, Christmas was never quite the same. It made my two siblings and myself, the middle child, grow up faster than most kids normally do. And to this day, John says, the Christmas season is rough when remembering the memories of my mom and Christmas as a child. Remember, you can always send me some note about a story that you're thinking of. You can get to me through our website at thestory.org. I'm Dick Gordon. This is The Story.
The story is a production of North Carolina Public Radio, WUNC, a broadcast service of the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. American Public Media.